0: If you can talk to other people that have gone through even similar things or completely different experiences, you always learn something. And that, whatever you learn, goes into making you who you are. Welcome to the Agile Digital Transformation Podcast, where we explore different aspects of digital transformation and digital experience with your host, Tim Butera, Content and Community Manager at Agile Drop.
1: Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in. Our guest today is Heather Smith, co-founder and CEO of StoryFile, a storytelling app which enables future generations to connect and interact with their loved ones. In today's episode, she'll give us a behind-the-scenes look into StoryFile and its creation, and then we'll talk more generally about the connection between human emotion and technology and how this field will develop further in the future. Welcome, Heather. It's great having you on the show today. Thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. Can you start off by telling us a little bit about Storyfile and how you how you started it?
0: Ah, so Storyfile is a new technology that allows people to video record their stories answering a lot of questions about their life. And then that in turn allows future generations to have conversations with those individuals and really get to know them, get to know. What they want to know at any given time, for example, Um, ask questions over their lifetime, even because you, as you progress as a, as a person on this planet, we have questions for, you know, our past generations at different points in our lives based on what we go through. So that allows you to have these little conversations with individuals and loved ones and get to know them and learn from them, learn about yourself, learn about your past and learn about who they were and what they did on the, you know, with with their lives.
1: That sounds really awesome. And it's really nice Mm -hmm. to have, to have a way of kind of, because we often are are faced or, or are met with situations where, where somebody is like, oh, if only you were able to experience how things were back then, then you would understand. But well, now, if I understand it correctly, StoryFile actually offers people this opportunity.
0: Yes, yes. So the idea is that everyone on the planet will have a story file of their own. And so 5, 10, 15, 25 years from now, everyone will be able to actually ask those questions and talk to those loved ones as if they were, you know, in a lifelike way Mm -hmm. and, you know, recall information such as, you know, where did you, what did you do in this situation again? Or tell me about how you met dad or, Mm -hmm. um, you know, what was it like when you were growing up in this country, you know, wherever you live, choices that they've made through their life like what led you to become x you know or what was that like that struggle like how are you how did you how did you navigate life in general you know and all the different life cycle moments that we go through as human beings and that all creates our own identities all those stories from before the main shift here is you're not having other generations tell your story mm-hmm. you're telling your story in your own words in your own voice and it's it's never edited that video is there forever and you're able to pass that on to ge- your future generations or anyone else you know you could share it if you want with the world um anyone else can find out anything about anyone at a given time as long as your story files public If it's private for your family, that's fine. But if you do make it public, for example, there are people that have lived over the, you know, and just passed away in the last 10 years, Mm -hmm. that it would have been amazing for future generations to be able to talk to them. And you don't know exactly what someone right now that's 20 years old is going to end up doing in the next 25 years and whether or not future generations would want to talk to them about their journey. So that's what we're hoping that it does for humanity. It gives them a a better glimpse and a more authentic, you know, sight into their past and experience an experience into their
1: past. It's almost like a passive time machine, right?
0: Yes, it is. (laughs) I mean, a lot of people said, you know, we didn't call it this, but a lot of people said, oh, you're making me immortal. Um, <laughs> it's kind of true. You know, you, you're able to connect with people in the future that you will have never met. So,
1: yeah. And can I ask uh, what, what led you to, to create StoryFile?
0: So I was working in a Holocaust education field. And for a long time, we had been worried about what would happen to a Holocaust education, um, especially with, you know, all the deniers and things like that. What would happen to Holocaust education once the survivors themselves had passed away? And we had autobiographies, we had movies, we had, um, you know, the show Foundation, the USC Show Foundation has 55,000 uh, narrative testimonies or audiovisual Narrative testimonies from Holocaust survivors all over all over the world, in like a you know sixty languages or thirty languages or something like that, and it it's good, it's great. It's an archive, you know. It, it's a massive and body of work that you know you you can get a tremendous amount of knowledge from, and it'll be a core, you know, for all time. However, there was one element missing, and that is the connection that you make with someone when you're able to ask your question and have a conversation or a Q&A with that individual creates a deeper connection with that individual. And that was the one part that was missing, that we saw generations for the last 50, 60 years experience when they were having these dialogue, you know, when, when they would meet a Holocaust survivor and when they were able to ask their own questions, we saw that deep bonding, that, that deep connection that comes from that it's personal, you know? And so we didn't want to lose that. So we said, all right, what would it look like if we replicated that conversation? And we started working on a project in 2010. And I partnered with the USC Show Foundation and USC's Institute for Creative Technologies. And we did a we did a, a project that ultimately recorded quite a number of Holocaust survivors. And at the time we didn't really know, you know, the the full impact of whether or not it would actually work the way I had envisioned it when I was creating this and, but then we saw that it did work. And then I started getting questions around the world. You know, when I was taking these people out, can I do this with my grandparents? This is amazing. Can I do this with my parents? Can I do this for myself? You know, for my children, can we do this with the founder of our company? Um, can I do, can I use this to train my employees and, you know, pass on institutional memory and, you um, anything where there really there involves people asking questions using their curiosity to get at information everybody just thought it it was amazing and it would be have great applications in the world and we knew that i mean i knew that as well so the the problem was that technology had to develop and get to a certain point if that was going to happen And we had to, so we decided to start StoryFile and look at how we could advance technology to make the entire process, the entire idea of doing this automated to the point where every single person could do it on their own. And that was a big leap.
1: That was a big leap. And can you tell us more about that? Can you tell us more about how you did that? I'm specifically interested in how in how Storyfile conversations manage to establish this authentic connection and relationship with listeners.
0: Well, first of all, in order to have an authentic, realistic conversation with someone, you we believe that you need to be talking to that individual not an avatar not a digital recreation and not only the audio as well you need to see that individual you need to see their body language you need to see how they think about a response in order to get the full picture of who they were or are and in addition to that it allows you you know to show videos show other video visual content as well and have that individual describe that and tell you what's happening with that other multimedia. So the video infrastructure for uploading and downloading and five Gs, you know, helped tremendously with this. Had to come a long way. So it's now at a point where some of that can happen in actual real time, depending on your, you know, your Wi-Fi or your internet, your home internet uh, speeds, but. It's And it's still developing. It will only get better, that part of it. Then you have, we had to advance natural language processing to the point where you could have a more natural conversation. Um, it's very different mm-hmm. than it. So a chatbot answers your question based on what it thinks someone would say in our case since if we are basing this on authentic individuals and real people and based on what they've said already we don't alter anything that you've said and we think that's very very important because we want your story to be in your words in your voice for all time and have someone say yes i this is my thought this is this is how i look at something this is my my philosophy on life you know and not have that yeah, you know, you, when you were a kid, did you ever play telephone, like the game of telephone? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. and, you know, invariably you you get to the end and you're like, "What, <laughs> what yeah. was the story?" In the bed? <laughs> it wasn't, it weren't even the names involved. So it's all in an effort to to capture that authentic story and have the person that actually lived it be the one to tell it. And you had to make uh, natural language processing evaluate a given data set and not have a wide berth of of what the data that it could actually examine. And it, because it had a definitive, it has a, it has a definitive data set, right? So that definitive data set had to be the, the basis for this natural language processing. And then you had to, on top of that, make it as natural seeming as possible um, based on the, you know, it, it's, based on your conversation and based on, you know, words that we would actually use in conversation and not not be too formal in a way. Mm-hmm. So, and it's also verbal, you know, you, you, we're not typing in something. You can type it in, you can type your question in if you're, you know, somewhere that you don't want to talk, speak it in, but it was a, it's a, supposed to meant to be, designed to be a verbal conversation back and forth. So that technology, it took a while to develop, and we're, you know we're constantly working on it. There are things that we still want to want to advance in natural language processing, um, but you know it's a it's constantly evolving.
1: So, and what were some of your other main challenges of of founding and and growing Storyfile?
0: It's challenging, first of all. Doing something that's never been done before. Mm -hmm. Um, Introducing a whole medium to the world, conversational video, which is what we do, and all the applications. I think the biggest challenge has been focusing on what we wanted to attack, you know, what we wanted to do with the technology first. And what we wanted to put out there in the world first. That we decided um, that we wanted to put out there in the world the ability for everyone and families to record their own family members and leave this as a legacy, leave this conversational video interview as a legacy for future generations. We decided to attack that somewhat first. We also specialize in, you know, filming historical figures for museums and historical figures in general for anyone that that wants to preserve those stories like for example, the civil rights, um, you know, Native American stories in our country uh, have not really been told and not certainly not shared with the world by the people who lived it. There are a lot of people over this past, century that have lived through what I think is are tremendous challenges that possibly my generation or subsequent generations to mine haven't gone through. So there's a tremendous amount of knowledge from them that we as a company wanted to share for the world to have this type of ina- interaction forever with these individuals and learn about their struggles and their journey, because it all adds to our own sense of identity and our own journey. If you can talk to other people that have gone through even, even similar things or completely different experiences, you always learn something And that. Whatever you learn goes into making you who you are. So that's what we wanted to enable people to do anytime, anywhere they wanted to in the, you know, privately if they wanted to collectively in museums around the world you know there'll be a point when podcasts will actually be probably interviewing story files of individuals if they wanted to wow so it it's just it's a it's a shift you know in and it's going to be a shift in in our our world to be able to talk to video and have these conversations you know, people do need to take the time to do it, but the time that you're taking to do it is nothing like the time that you take to do it over and over and over and over again throughout your lifetime. So, we're just encouraging everyone to just invest a little bit of time, do it, have it. You can add to it if you wanted to. So, you know, it, it, your story file could keep evolving over time, which will be nice
1: maybe in a similar line or or looking at it from the other end of the spectrum. So we talked about the main challenges. Now, what about the biggest success of StoryFile? What was the, to you, what has been the biggest success or the or the element that you're most proud of, or most excited about? <laughs> One
0: of the biggest challenges was getting it all to happen in real time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, you, we didn't want people... And, and not only that, but getting it to happen in a way that it wouldn't, you know, everybody has, everybody had to be able to use the devices, the camera devices that they had on hand, which would be a smartphone or a laptop, computer, et cetera, tablet, things like that. Um, and those devices have a limited amount of storage data. And obviously, depending on you, you know, you, you might have less you might have more so none of the data could live on that actual device it had to you know because God forbid you you reached your maximum and you know during the middle of the interview so um, getting it all to happen in real time that was really challenging
1: and so I, I'm guessing you were very successful in that
0: yes that was that was the biggest success when we when we had cracked how to record someone answering questions how to allow them to answer you know record themselves on their own and then have that all happen whatever you know all the steps that need to happen in order to create that story file have that all happen in real time mm-hmm. that was that was a huge shift in in whether or not we would be successful or not then um, it's actually releasing the product that we've, the consumer product that we've worked on for the past three years, releasing that to the public. Now, I, we released it only a couple weeks ago, beginning of October. So it's, it's out there in the world now. And um, people are having really great experiences with it. And we're just, Getting people used to the whole thing about wow, you can do this. This mm-hmm. is amazing. So um, we'll see. I think it's going to it. It's going to be an amazing gift for Christmas this mm-hmm. year. You know, considering everything that we've been through over the past, you know, eighteen months or two years. It's um, people haven't been able to have these conversations in person for a long time either, and they've lost loved ones. And you're thinking about. Everybody has been thinking about their own mortality. So we think that this would be a not only a great gift for Christmas, but a truly, truly valuable, essential gift for everyone to have at this point in time in their lives, to capture themselves, do a story file, just so that you have it for future generations.
1: Yeah, I agree. It's going to make for an excellent gift. And I think that we're definitely filming this episode uh, at the perfect timing.
0: <laughs> yes,
1: we are. So maybe maybe if we open up discussion a little bit, do you maybe know of or, or use any other technologies that have a similar mission or vision to StoryFile? And if, if so, how do they compare to StoryFile?
0: I think that there are a few different technologies or companies out there, they all either work with audio only and not Mm -hmm. video, or they do a digital recreation of yourself, of of the of the person. Mm -hmm. And you know, it may work for some people. Our vision though, our my vision was for you to see the authentic individual though and i'll tell you why that's important it's important because of body language body language is a huge part of communication so unless i see you answering those questions i hear you i look into your eyes that's a that's a it's probably over half half actually of communication people have an Human beings have an amazing capacity to, for example, look into someone's eyes and tell if they're lying or if they're embellishing, you know, or if they're shy, you know, and, and get to know the real care, your real character behind you Mm -hmm. as you're answering these questions. And that's what we wanted people to feel. We wanted them to feel that connection personally We wanted them to feel as if they actually got to know these individuals. Mm -hmm. Will it, will it replace an, an actual physical, like in-person conversation? No, but it's, it's inherently the best you can get because it is based on the real person. And it is that real person's those, the answers to their questions in their own voice. And you see them, Mm -hmm. for example, when you don't say something, when there's a pause, that tells you almost as much as at when you're actually saying a word. Now, for the people that do digital recreations or avatars of, of individuals, the difficult part is they will never be able to capture that hundred that body language a hundred percent, because you cannot predict, for example, I'm talking right now. You can't the your audience can't see me, but I'm using my hands, mm-hmm. correct? So if I was doing an avatar, they wouldn't know how to do those hand or whether or not I did those hand gestures. You do need the video, it, and it, it's a, we in our minds it's essential to being authentic and capturing that real per, that real person. So you know there may be cases for it, but that's where we differ dramatically in that we're not we're not making up an individual we're not making you look a certain way we're not changing what you're saying you know we're not feeding people words that they think that you might have said in response to a question it's your actual question and if you don't have an answer you just tell them i don't have an answer for that you know, would you like to ask me something else or try asking me about X, Y, or Z, you know, Um, or that's a great question. Unfortunately, you know, I didn't record that answer. Mm -hmm. You can be blunt about it, you know? So it's, we're all about creating those authentic experiences as best as we can.
1: Yeah. As you said, it's basically as close to being an in-person person face-to-face conversation without actually being an in-person face-to-face conversation essentially
0: right so we've been told by people <laughs> to do it, so
1: it's great. well but but yeah that's the most honest feedback right because because it's it's always there's always this divide between people developing some product and people actually using the product and and you know it it often happens that the people developing the product are so familiar with it that they they forget about something super essential like yeah. I don't know, a search option for products or something yeah. like that. <laughs>
0: exactly. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm sure that we'll find a lot of those and, you know, those iterations in the coming months. But we also do have quite a lot of things that we want to develop, continue to develop that still need a lot of R&D behind it. And, you know, moving natural language processing um, and, well, they most people call it AI but moving that in the direction that we particularly, in particular, need it to move for our purposes and our vision—that's um, a—it's a slow process, um, and and it's a very complex. You're dealing with a lot of. I mean, human beings are very complex. Our language, our communication, you know, um, and our ability to communicate with each other. Is extremely complex. Mm-hmm. So in order to get that, to replicate something like that, it takes a, it's, you know, we've, we've pushed it a lot up until now, and we still have things that we would, that we want to go further with.
1: Well, actually, since we started talking about this, uh, do you maybe have any predictions for what future developments will look like in this field, or if you have any any uh, concrete info about upcoming uh, story file developments, uh, can you maybe share that with us?
0: Yeah, one thing that we're looking forward to doing is adding audio descriptions to actual, um, like for example, photos. For example, mm-hmm. um, creating. What we're calling living albums and you know that metadata we want to be able to follow that picture and we'll put it you know we'll develop timelines and you can connect with individuals from different databases and find out you know let's say you find out you have a relative uh, you did your dna you find out you have a relative in x country and so you go on you find their story file and you talk to them but they have photos that you know you've never seen and they can describe who's in those photos what was happening at the time tell the story behind the photo mm-hmm. even objects have stories you know um you know so many people unfortunately when when their loved ones pass away they get rid of almost everything, or they look at things and they're just, they look at it and they're, I don't know, this doesn't have meaning to me. Mm-hmm. I don't know why my loved one kept this. Or I don't even know who these people are. What ha- you know, Where did this come from? If you truly value something for a specific reason, why not tell the story behind that object or that photo and what it meant to you? And that also in turn, you know, you don't have to have, you don't have the next generation doesn't have to keep it necessarily, but at least you have it there. It's preserved. You can see the video, you know, you can see the photo, you can see the object. You no longer have to physically keep it unless you want to, but you know the story behind it and you know what that meant to that individual. And that sometimes can tell us so much about who we are and what we value in life. And you, often those stories are, are gone with them.
1: It's really great that you're now enabling people to, to not lose these stories and to, to maintain these connections. And it's really awesome, right? How, you know, obviously we already talked about how the past 18 months have kind of highlighted even more the importance of having these authentic relationships and keeping them and maintaining them and valuing each and every in-person interaction we can have with our loved ones. So, how would you say that that all of this plays into it? I mean, obviously, we, we covered it a little bit already, but uh, can, can we talk more about this and how how maybe how advancements in technology are impacting this?
0: Well, I think that, the, for example, most of us, most of the planet, <laughs> the human beings. Didn't really interact with Zoom or video conferencing as much as we have. Um, I think people are a lot more used to using their cameras and using, for example, even FaceTime before the pandemic started. Um, So I think it's gotten a lot more, a lot, you know, people understand videoing themselves a lot more than they had in the past. So it's easier for people to do this now. Technology-wise, a lot of advancements. Infrastructure uh, have has advanced, making things faster, easily available. Um, bandwidth, for example, uh, has been huge. Advancements in, and that, well, that in turn, it, you know, allows you to have advancements in almost every other aspect of AI and natural language processing because it, it depends on that bandwidth. It depends on those databases. It depends on that 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 thinking that they're able to do in a split of a second. So it's, um, yeah, it, it's been a very interesting ride trying to build this over the past three years and seeing the efficiencies that have just even happened in the last year with it have been tremendous. And I also think that people because of what we've all been through, have gotten to another kind of normalcy with technology, mm-hmm. and I've, if if that makes sense, mm-hmm. it, you know, you've gotten somewhat normal with it. So it's that will help. That will help people be familiar with how to do a story file, for example.
1: Yep, I definitely agree. And thanks so much, Heather, for joining us today, and especially for sharing your story with us.
0: Thank you. Thank you for having me go and do your story file and help find a loved one and help them do it. You know, what's, what's fun about it is if you're helping a loved one do this, you take the time and you schedule it, you know, you, you arrange it, you work on it, you work on the script together, you you know, the questions that you're going to ask this individual, et cetera, and you end up learning so Mm -hmm. much about them you know, because you, you know, most people, we don't take the time to actually ask a lot of these questions. You don't even think about them sometimes. And the individual, the, the person you're interviewing, hasn't thought about those things in a long time. So it's a really interesting, it, it's a gift. It really, truly, truly is a gift to that, to especially to the individual that's, that's interviewing and helping their parent or grandparent or loved one, their aunt, their uncles, their you know, there mentors, teachers, you know, anyone do a StoryFile. It, it's a gift for the person that, that is doing it and helping them. And it's a gift for the individual mm-hmm. that does it.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's definitely yeah. a gift for both. Awesome. Yeah. Just before we wrap up the episode, Heather, if our listeners wanted to reach out or to learn more about StoryFile, uh, where would you point them to?
0: StoryFile.com slash life. Is the Storyfile Life website, or you could go, you could find it through storyfile.com as well. You can email Storyfile at Storyfile.com. My email is Heather at Storyfile.com. And so there you have it. (laughs) Awesome. Instagram, everything, you know, all the usual places.
1: (laughs) Okay, awesome. Well, thanks so much, Heather, for joining us. And good luck with the Storyfile journey going forward.
0: Thank you so much. Be well.
1: And to our listeners, that's all for this episode. Have a great day, everyone, and stay safe.
0: Thanks for tuning in. If you'd like to check out our other episodes, you can find all of them at agiledrop.com podcast, as well as on all the most popular podcasting
1: platforms. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss any new episodes. And don't forget to share the podcast with your friends and colleagues.